Sex Communication, a podcast that explores how we communicate during sex and about sex, with explicit recordings and uninhibited conversation. My name is Brianne McGuire, founder of Graphic Paint and host of this uncensored adventure. Join me each week as I share crowdsourced audio files and interview a wide range of people about their private activities. The mission of this series is to change attitudes towards sex simply by changing the way it's communicated, one episode at a time. Sexy, sexy, sex stuff. Sex. Hey people, welcome to episode 20. This is another quickie episode of How I Got Off. For March 31st, (laughs) April 6th, I always have to look at my calendar. Um, So I had a real-life partner this week, number 56. Um, Some thoughts. So this kind of came up with um, with Carlos, who was number 55, and uh, I think two weeks ago, you know, I, where I found myself in the position on the Sunday after um, sleeping with the person, or on that day as it was with uh, Carlos, that was Sunday, and feeling um, like I was in a very awkward position where, you know, this whole project, but this episode series in particular, is really about being honest. Um, and especially as a woman, you know, just putting something out there that uh, is honest and explicit um, and specific about um, interest and experience and, you know, just all of the stuff that we don't really talk about and we certainly don't really hear women talking about. Um, but it makes things tricky because, you know, um, especially when other people are involved, it's not just their bodies, but their feelings and, you know, their own experience. Um, so I'm not insensitive to that. Uh, so I don't want to make a habit of making these episodes that follow partner sex, uh, being a review of that partner sex. And I don't think that it's necessary. Um, It's more just kind of a matter-of-fact statement of, you know, over the last seven days, I had actual sex and I did have, I did get off and, you know, I got off via an interaction with a partner and then can go into detail about that. But um, I want to kind of make that distinction now. I'm going to avoid doing that. However, I reserve the right to change this at any point because what's the point of being a woman if I can't just change my mind willy-nilly? <sighs> Let's really feed that stereotype. Anyway, um, so the week started out where uh, there were plans to have uh, additional dates with the gentleman that I have been seeing that I met off of FetLife that I'm pretty sure I described the last time. Um, so on our first date, we... Uh, I mean, we knew from the profiles, right, that he's a dom, you know, I identify as a brat, and we talked about all these things. I found out about his his kit, I think he called it, with all of his, um, all the equipment that he's into. So I knew the specifics, pretty much, of uh, what was potentially available (laughs) to be used. Um, Anyway, I'm just giving that as, you know, a reminder of context. So anyway, um... So we had had three dates, I think, by the last episode that I had recorded, the last quickie episode. And so we had plans for um, a date on Thursday and then another on Saturday. And initially, Saturday was intended to be an overnight date, but um, there are some scheduling complications 
with him uh, just for things relating to other people, not uh, jobs or anything. Um, so we had wanted to do that, and then it seemed like it wasn't going to happen, and, and then it turned out midweek that it was, in fact, excuse me, going to happen. So the real-life sex happened last night. I'm recording this on Sunday. Uh, and, you know, I did get off. There were, excuse me, some... Um, some hiccups as to be expected with the first time with anyone. I did not record it. Um, it also turns out this person is extremely quiet, (laughs) which I hadn't anticipated. I also did not bring up the possibility of recording it. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I did not, not really just because, you know, it was very quiet and I'm not sure how exciting it would have been. Um, but just as kind of a matter of respect for the experience, um, yeah, I do like the guy, you know, I, and I don't know. We'll see. We'll cross that bridge. It's not off the table, but, um, yeah, I didn't bring it up for the first time. Uh, there was, we didn't play with the equipment until the following morning. So I'll talk about that more next week. Um, cause it's, it happened on Sunday, but I will say right now, my nipples are extremely sore. Um, one of the items in his kit was a pair of nickel, nipple suction cups, which I had never used before. Um, I was a little nervous about because they're extremely sensitive and prefer not to um, destroy them with uh, various torture devices, you know, and potentially decreasing my enjoyment and sensitivity um, in future activities. Um, but it wasn't bad, but I will say my nipples are very sore. Also, my breasts are sore because uh, my period is being very elusive, but is on the horizon. So I'm, I'm enjoying all of the fantastic uh, physical symptoms that come with the arrival, the impending arrival, um, without actually concrete evidence of why I'm experiencing these symptoms. So that's frustrating. But anyway, neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, that was at the end of the week. And because this was on the horizon, there was all this potential for this, um, you know, anticipation of such events, like, was a big motivator in my masturbating this week, which I was pretty active in. Um, I really have been coming around to the new batch of toys that that I got. Um, Really only, I don't think I used most of them, but I was using one um, to pretty good success. The Tiger... Fun Factory Tiger Vibrator. It's an internal vibrator. It's ridged. It's supposed to be a G-spot vibrator, blah, blah, blah. I don't don't know about that. But um, (laughs) not found that to be true yet, but I'm working hard at these things. Um, So, yeah, and and I'm essentially using it as a dildo. But I have been, I'd probably say 75% of the time this week, I, I did use it with the vibration on. So it's not a bad thing. It doesn't take anything away, certainly. Um, but yeah, so I didn't really watch porn and according to my phone, I didn't at all, but I think that's more because I accidentally closed the tabs and not because I actually didn't watch porn, but because I don't have the tabs, I don't know exactly what I watched, so I can't share that with you, but, um, probably the usual stuff you've seen me share before. Anyway, the other interesting thing about just circling back to the real life partner. Um, so if you're following along with any regularity, you know, like I'm into breast stuff. Uh, I enjoy watching it. I enjoy experiencing it. Um, 
And we had not talked about this specifically. I mean, there were allusions to these things in our profiles. So I'm sure it's not a surprise to either of us. But um, when the breast stuff was happening while we were sleeping together Saturday night, I remember thinking, is this all for my benefit? Or is this guy really into this too? Because there were some very specific things that were like, oh, this is, you know, this is something, you know, this exact scenario, something I enjoy very much. And it just seemed, I don't know, it was funny. And I couldn't help but think that, like, <laughs> is he doing this because he actually did listen to some of these episodes? He claims that he has not, but whatever. In those moments, I was really wondering. But especially after we played the next morning, I really think he's just also interested and there's um, a lot of overlap in a very specific <laughs> or, you know, breast-centered niche um, of activity. So that's fun. And to be specific, I'm referring to um, being splayed out, held down a bit, dominated as it were, um, and having my breast licked, pinched, just manipulated in some way or a variety of ways, um, mouth, fingers, whatever, um, while I'm getting fingered at the same time. Um, but being splayed out in this way and kind of, you know, uh, like somebody just having their way with me. So being used like a toy, which kind of feeds back into like the humiliation thing that I've described before, even though that that's not humiliating and that's not what I mean, but I'm trying to describe, it's like, you know, this, um, I mean, it's like any kind of dom sub, uh, activity or relationship, you know, like you're deciding to give this person, um, ownership in that moment, um, the power, you know, to just do with you what they will. So, you know, kind of like being, uh, being there and just being available for someone's uh, manipulation. I don't know. That was really appealing. And, uh, so that was a highlight of the night that went very well. So if he is listening, you know, kudos on all of that. (laughs) Um, yeah, so that was my week. Uh, there were plenty of orgasms, which is always a nice thing to be able to report after a set of seven days. Um, I hope your week was filled with orgasms as well. Uh, and if not, so what? We're still good people. And life is still happening, whether we have orgasms or not. So, um, yeah, I don't know where I'm going with this. Anyway, if you're listening to this, you must enjoy me ramble on. So there you go. Enjoy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I'll be back. Friday with another full-length episode, and then Sunday with another cookie. Hope you're well. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sex Communication. Did you like it? I hope so. If you did, please subscribe. If you'd like to know more about this episode or how you can be a part of the podcast, visit graphicpaint.com sexpodcast for details. You'll also find additional episodes, background on this project, contact information, and tips for submitting your own audio files. I'm looking for more people to interview, homemade recordings of sexual activity, and audio production assistance. If any of this interests you, please reach out. It's my goal with this podcast to bring some filth to your ears, change the conversations around sex, change some perspectives, and maybe even change the world. I hope you'll join me. Sex.